Did you know that a child has formed a thousand trillion brain connections by the time they are three years old? This is twice as many as adults have. Hello, Action Taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. In this episode, Paige Legault explains the importance of gentle parenting and provides parents with tips on how to apply it. Paige is the owner and founder of Parenting Practice of Colorado and a certified pediatric sleep specialist, proudly trained through SleepSense. She is also a gentle parent coach. Her extensive background in early childhood education, as well as her history working with a wide variety of all types of families over the past 16 years, allows her the confidence and ability to help each family with their unique circumstances. She is dedicated to supporting parents as they assist their babies and children in learning healthy sleep habits as well as navigating parenting. She truly believes the right support and education can get any family out of the weeds. Visit ParentingPracticeCO.com to learn more. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Paige, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, me too. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about how to master gentle parenting and parent coaching. I'll be honest with you. That is something I have never heard before. Let's start by defining that for our listeners. So what exactly is it? Yeah, gentle parenting is a parenting style that promotes relationships with your children. Parents set a clear limit and boundary instead of enforcing rules and demands on their kiddos. So they work together with their children hand in hand to solve whatever is going on instead of being an authoritarian figure and demanding their child to work through it, even if they can't. Are you saying as opposed to the time, for example, when I grew up, we had rules in the house, these are the rules, you follow them, or you deal with the consequences. So it's different from that, right? Yeah, a little bit. So there are definitely boundaries, but it's more hand in hand with where the child is. So instead of blanket rules of, I'll give you an example, you finish your dinner before you can leave your chair every night. Instead, we would work with the child from a gentle parenting perspective of taking into consideration the proportions, how they ate throughout their whole day and talking to them about it and then respecting when they say their tummy's full you can get up from the table when your tummy's full, but this is the last meal of the day. So the boundary is you can leave when you'd like when your tummy's full, but the limit is the kitchen is closed when you get up. You're saying there's more clear communication that it's not cut and dry. This is the rule, follow the rule without really understanding the child's perspective or what's going on. Yes. Given that, what are some of the things then that we do and why is this important? Things are different now. We didn't used to do this gentle parenting, at least a lot of parents didn't many years ago. So why is this different and how does it work? There are three styles of parenting. They are authoritarian, which is probably how you and I were both raised, where the parent is in charge and it's an I rule with an iron fist. It is what it is. There's no talking about it. 
Then there's authoritative, which is gentle parenting. You work hand in hand with the child. You listen and you have empathy, but there are rules and boundaries. And then there's permissive, which just means that there are no rules and boundaries. The child is in charge and the parent doesn't either know how to have any rules or limits, or they don't want to because they want their child to have full freedom. So Gentle parenting or authoritative is that happy medium of permissive and authoritarian. It brings together the parent and the child, and they work together in unison to have a happy home. So I think that gentle parenting has become popular recently for a lot of reasons. One, I think a lot of parents are realizing how they were raised isn't necessarily how they would want to raise their children, good or bad. And then I think that social media and technology has given a lot of parents quick access to new information that's digestible instead of reading a big book or talking to their pediatrician might kind of feel cold. So it's more accessible and in small increments. So it's easy to change and educate yourself on parenting. A lot of parents and teachers are doing this in unison. So the way that our kids are treated in schools are differently. We obviously don't hit kids in school anymore. That hasn't been a thing for a long time. But all these little tiny changes add up. And so if you have a teacher who's really working on being a gentle teacher in the classroom, that will make its way into more homes. And then more homes can make a conscious choice to be a gentle parent. And then our kids can not have so much stress or violence or deregulation in their home. And it's a lot more peaceful. It's the home that you would want to walk into and feel peace and comfort and respect. So it sounds to me, based on what you're saying, that it's really a partnership. And I think it's bottom line communication. I think what happens with the authoritarian style is you set the rules and you don't really understand what's going through the child's mind. And you're just saying, well, this is what's right for me. This is our house. You follow it. Not really getting the backstory or giving them an opportunity to explain what's going on. Whereas with authoritative, you are actually giving them that opportunity to say, okay, well, why are you not wanting to finish your food? What's going on? Because usually there's a backstory. There always is. And giving them the opportunity to share it makes a difference, doesn't it? It really does. I think authoritarian is black and white parenting. And then authoritative or gentle parenting is gray. And that's how life actually is. We all live in the gray. That's so true. And when you shut one side down, you don't get the full picture. And so it's important to have that dialogue and see that dialogue carries over when they're adults too, because if they're raised that way, then they're able to understand how to have a realistic conversation, even with adults and explain things better. So then their communication style also improves, right? Yes. And the other thing is when we switch from authoritarian and using timeouts or having the child leave the room and stay in their bedroom or be locked in their bedroom for that matter until they can control themselves. A toddler can't control themselves. They need parents or teachers to help them with that emotional regulation. So if they are told to go away, they learn that this big feeling I'm having, anger or shame or frustration, isn't allowed around other people. They don't like it. I can't present myself in that way. And that can be dangerous when they are middle schoolers or teenagers or adults that they feel like they can't express those emotions safely and regulate themselves because they feel shame around those emotions from their childhood. 
And that can cause a lot of issues. So emotional regulation working hand in hand with the parents is huge in gentle parenting. That's probably the biggest thing parents take away from it. And it has long-term effects. People are more emotionally regulated. They can handle their emotions well, and they have good coping skills. They also have immense amount of respect for other people because they've been respected their whole lives instead of being walked all over or told what to do or pushed away. And then they also have a lot of self-esteem because their parents genuinely get to know who they are and meet them where they are. So they are more successful, which creates more self-esteem. It's really amazing. And do you then find, Paige, that the kids also open up more in the sense that when you grow up in an environment where your parents are saying, we are not giving you the opportunity to express how you're feeling or what's going on. So what happens is you bottle things up and you don't share your true thoughts. And so then that carries over into adulthood and your communication is limited because you're bottling up your feelings or not being honest with others. And you might not even know how to at that point. So yes, I do feel like that. And then in turn, that strengthens the relationship between the parent and the child. And then your child will come to you in middle school, high school, or early adulthood when there are serious things they need to talk about because they trust that you will listen to them without punishment and they will help you as best as they can and what's age appropriate. The language and the relationship between the parents and the children just grow into a really, really fantastic thing. If you or your company are looking to give back this month or any time the rest of the year, Kenzie's Causes would love to partner with you. They are in need of non-perishable items for their food pantry. The shelves are empty. Items for their household items area, toilet paper is a huge need, or new toys for their toy shop program that will impact 16,000 children across the state of Colorado this holiday season. If you are interested in helping their families, please click the link in the show notes or visit kenziescauses.org. I'm thinking two things as you're mentioning this. You need to be consistent no matter what way you raise your kids. And part of that is you usually have a partner who is involved in raising your child. It could be a grandparent or anybody that is involved with helping you. And that also may include teachers or anybody that has influence in your child's life. And sometimes you're not on the same page. How do you work through that so that you are applying the correct method and that the child is not getting confused when they're around other people? Yeah, that's a really good question. And a lot of my clients, that's the division. One parent wants to parent one way or the other, the other way, or their school environment doesn't mimic their home environment and so on. So the first step would be is to have a conversation as with anything. Get on the same page. What do you want to instill in your child? How do you want them to grow up? And what do you want them to leave your house with? what skills, and then try to match those up with your partner. And sometimes you're going to have to compromise. Other times you can give valid reason and sway the other person and they can come over and agree with you, which was amazing. And then from there, you need to agree upon a strategy. What is it? What path do you want to go down? Gentle parenting? Do you want to use a Montessori method? There's hundreds of ways to parent, but you need to agree on one. And then educate yourself in that and then move forward and start practicing. That's the best way. So communicate, agree, educate, and then actually start practicing it. 
that's probably going to be really difficult in the beginning. Like you said, you're just not going to agree with the other folks. So you have to find a way for everybody to follow the plan, so to speak, and find out what that plan is. Absolutely. And it does take time. I think that we live in a world where faster is better and we have very low patience for some things. But if you're working with toddlers or young children, it can take four to six weeks until everybody can feel at a place of ease of where they're seeing the benefits. They're trusting their judgment or their partner's judgment, and they can start to see true benefits happen. And the other thing is, is our kids are growing rapidly and their brains are changing. So they might not have the capacity to learn something right now, but in six months, they absolutely can. So if you keep practicing every day, it will get better and better, but it does take time. Well, when you think about it, three to four weeks is a drop in the bucket compared to what it takes to raise a child from birth. That's really actually super fast. Could you give us an idea as to how the process works? Like if somebody were to reach out to you for help, what does that look like? I offer parent coaching that's one-on-one. So the first step is I would come to your home if you're local in Colorado and do an in-home observation during the toughest times. Majority of that time is evening. It's called the witching hour for a reason. Everybody's done and overstimulated and ready for bed. And so I would just come and observe and hang out with you and your kiddos and you would just do what you normally do. And then from there, I am able to make a custom plan with your goals in mind. So do you want to eliminate aggression if your kiddo is having a really hard keeping others safe around themselves or yelling or spitting or sleep problems or food inconsistent eaters, things like that. And then from there, we would work together practicing your plan for three to four weeks over weekends or evenings. And I can come in and work with you one-on-one model, or we can do video calls and check in that way. It's very, very flexible. I feel each client that I'm privileged to work with, it kind of looks a little bit different. But the bottom line is I come to your home and observe, I make you a custom parenting plan. And then we spend three to four weeks practicing it tweaking it and getting you to a comfortable space to continue the parenting plan on your own. How soon should this happen? At what age do you suggest the parent reach out to you? And is there an age that's too late? For example, they might be 12 years old, 14 years old, and you might say, well, the window is closed. What does that look like in terms of age? So five and under is the best opportunity because they're still in rapid brain development. Anything under five, I usually see clients around the age of two and a half to four because it is terrible twos. They kick in, their brains are different. They want to control things. And sometimes we're not ready for it. We put our baby to bed and we wake up to a monster (laughs) (laughs) and you can be blindsided. So typically two and a half to four is where I work mostly. I can work with clients all the way up to the age of 12. It is a slower process. And sometimes we have to pull other resources just depending on what's going on, maybe play therapy or speaking with a pediatrician about diet or things like that. Sometimes it is even talking to their teachers and getting on the same page so that they're experiencing the same limits in both areas of their lives, home and school. So if I was working with an older kiddo, 
five and up, it would be a six week process until I feel comfortable that they can be successful on their own because it is slower. It's great hearing this from a professional. I was listening to a TED talk the other day and they were talking about the fact that the first five years are so critical and you just reinforce that. Yeah, the first five years are very, very critical. And if you have a child who's experienced a trauma or any sort of neglect or abuse and they haven't had that time to process and recover it, it's very hard to change their responses because of what they've gone through after the age of five. So that is why it's very important to get them the resources they need and do it quickly. And it's such a great investment because what you put in in those first five years will really lay the groundwork for the rest of their lives and doing what you need to do now so that you don't deal with problems later on is well worth it. Absolutely worth it. And parenting changes in every stage and zero to five is different than 10 to 15 and so on. If you can't get ahead of it, five and under, it's going to linger, but it's going to change and the opportunity keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So it's imperative. If you're questioning or feeling like you need support or more education, the sooner the better for everybody. Many parents especially first-time parents, are not comfortable because they've never had a child. So they don't really know what to do and there's no guidebook. Having somebody like you to be able to help them through this stage is so invaluable. I wanted to ask you a few questions that I've never asked any guest before so that our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. How do you define bliss? I feel so honored to be the first person who's asked all of these one, but (laughs) (laughs) I define bliss by a good book on a cozy afternoon. Boy, can I relate to that? And I'm sure there are (laughs) going to be other people who do too. (laughs) Definitely. My next question is, given that our time is finite, how do you plan to make the most of yours? I would love to spend as much time with my family and friends and really be present when I get to spend that time with them doing anything, really. I hear you, you know, and I think that it reminds us of the value of time because I think that's the one thing most of us forget. We readily give of our time and the reality is it's so limited. Just thinking about the fact that it is finite puts things in perspective and makes you realize that you really want to make the most out of every minute, right? Yes, absolutely. So last question, what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew sooner? Oh, this is my favorite one. I wish that I knew about meditation and all of its benefits way sooner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I actually did a podcast recently about meditation and boy, was it an eye opener. What type of meditation do you do? I started out doing meditation along with yoga. And then I decided to do a little bit more research on my own. And I used a couple different apps. My favorite one is the Calm app. So I just turn on one of their 30 minute or 15 minute meditations. And I do that before bed. And a lot of times I find myself either overwhelmed or just a little bit scattered during the day. And I'll take a few minutes and just sit and meditate independently without an app or anything like that. And it helps pull back my focus and give me more energy and then feel clear headed to accomplish what I need to do. You said it. And I think that we need to do more of it. I call it really reflection. 
It's just sitting back and allowing your mind to be free and not worry about the day-to-day stuff and really clearing your mind so that you're better prepared. It's almost like recharging your batteries, right? Absolutely. How do people get a hold of you and learn more about the services you provide? They can reach me at my website, which is www.parentingpracticeco.com. You can book a free 15-minute call with me there about parent coaching or sleep support. And then I also am on social media at Parenting Practice of Colorado on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. And you can find all of those links to social media through my website as well. Paige, this has been amazing. I learned a lot. It's just really important to understand the different options and get a perspective outside of how we see things sometimes. And having a conversation about the different options in parenting may help somebody understand that there's a different approach that you can take that will be more effective for you and your children. Absolutely. There's a method to the madness. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you so much, Paige, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening and thanks to Paige Legault for joining us on the show. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now. And remember to keep moving forward.